0: Earl DePearl, listening in, our buddy, on Twitter at Earl DePearl216. He's like, I'm listening to overtime with that J. P. And all I can do is shake my head at some of you guys. Low on faith, very high on fear. C.J. Stroud, damn good, but he has some of y'all so shook you don't even believe in your squad. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I wonder if that's some of the Ohio State factor that, that that's like seeping into this, where some people, they just they saw what they saw, especially in that Georgia playoff game, and they're just translating one to the next. Now, C.J. Stroud is good. I'm not saying he's not good. But there haven't been too many quarterbacks that have been able to do something against this Browns defense. For more on this, let's go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. ESPN Houston's Jeremy Branham joining us here on 92.3 The Fan. Jeremy! How's it going, man? Thanks for uh, giving us a few minutes.
1: Yeah, things are going uh, well, other than my flight being delayed three hours because of bad weather in Houston. But other than that, you're uh, you're bringing a smile to my face, so that's good.
0: Oh wow, uh, flight delayed in Houston. I feel like that never happens almost.
1: Yeah, it's rain. We got some thunderstorms. We had mm-hmm. some uh, tornado warnings and stuff like that. Then everything's backed up. You know how that goes. I think there's a little. I'm flying into Des Moines, so I think there's some snow there that's kind of helping out that too. Des Moines. Oh you got your uh
0: you got your Houston basketball? That's
1: that's great. Yeah. So they let you do both.
0: They let you do the Houston basketball and then you also do your show throughout the day. Do you do you take a Comrex with you or what?
1: Yeah, I do it with the Comrex. I, a lot of times, I'll do in the hotel, just depending if the the schedule works out. Yeah, they didn't have a choice. I said, I said, I'm quitting if you don't let me do both. So. <laughs> for those that don't <laughs> know, so I've known
0: Jeremy for a long time. Jeremy is uh, one of the best play-by-play people in the entire country, and uh, I think it's fair to say your mentality. I always find this fascinating. Like some people are, they're like sports radio host first, and then that's all they care about. I I, I think it's safe to say you are your play play-by-play guy first. But as I've seen from a distance. I think there's a part of you that loves being a sports talk radio guy more than anything.
1: I love both. Uh, I, I guess it depends, you know. Uh, I kind of like firing people up. That's that's <laughs> fun. Like, I, I, I don't mind stirring it up at all. That's something I kind of enjoy. But uh, they'll never be able to take me out of the arena. You know, I love being in arenas. I love being at stadiums. Like, that's, that's where you get the goosebumps. So, I, I love them both. But uh, play-by-play is probably, you know, the first love at least.
0: So, Jeremy, I'm I'm taking calls all last segment, and I I did a whole thing about how uh, basically the Browns' defense has stopped every quarterback that has come in. They stopped Lamar six weeks ago, who's going to win the MVP. Brock Purdy never looked worse than what he did against the Browns. Uh, Name them, Burrow, Lawrence, all these guys, really good quarterbacks that become very normal taking on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Why is C.J. Stroud going to be any different, or do you not believe that?
1: Um. Best, uh, let me sell it to you, if I can, because I, I do believe in the Browns' defense. So I don't think that we're too terribly apart when it comes to that uh, thought. In fact, I might steal it, if that's okay with you. Please do. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'll give you the courtesy. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cite you, uh, John Pierlin. Now, I, I would say best rookie quarterback in the last 25 years has done some things that no other quarterbacks can possibly do. Uh, loves the big stage. Loves the moment. Is clutch. Uh, makes the play when you need to have the play. I also think it's good that they lost, they got hammered by Cleveland. Like I, I think D'Amico's going to have their attention, not to say that he wouldn't, but I the fact that they got hammered by Cleveland on Christmas Eve, I think, gets the attention in the meetings throughout the week. I mean, it should it should already have that, but I, I think it kind of gives that little extra. I think it's good that they got ran all over by the Colts. Look, I'm a, I'm a big fan of CJ Stroud. I, I fell in love in Week 2. Uh, throughout the draft process, I was I was a little unsure because of, you know, it, to me it's difficult for college quarterbacks who have tons of talent around them to translate to the NFL, especially immediately. So I thought he had a chance. I thought it was going to take a little bit of time. And after the second week in which they actually lost to the Colts, I was like, yeah, the Texans have a dude. They have a franchise quarterback. There's not a throw he can't make. He's mobile enough to kind of avoid pressure. He has a little bit of Houdini to him where he can create plays. Uh, I think most college football fans probably saw it in the Georgia game last year and the semifinal. Mm-hmm. So I, I've fallen in love with Stroud quickly, very quickly. I, I think he's one of the top five-ish quarterbacks in the NFL, which sounds hyperbolic when you're talking about a rookie, but I believe it. I mean, I, I watch, I watch every throw he makes more than once, and he is, he's really good.
0: Yeah, the impressive part to me, Jeremy, is just the he doesn't turn the ball over much.
1: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got five
0: interceptions on the year. He just, I, I have a couple of instances in my brain. I think it was the Bengals game where he had a really just a dumb interception. But it's so few and far between. You're going to get one or two a year, obviously, no matter no matter who you are. But it feels like he just he doesn't do that often.
1: I saw a little bit early in the first couple of games that he actually got away with a few where he would just kind of heave them up. And to me, it was rookie stuff, and he hasn't done it in a while. The one I remember about Cincinnati, it's like he just didn't see a guy in coverage. But you're right. We were talking about this on the, the show today, actually, because, you know, Stroud doesn't have the speed of a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson. Like, does he have the, escape, the escapability of those guys? Maybe not quite, but I think it's good. I think it's capable. I think it's good enough. But then on top of that, where Josh Allen can get himself into trouble is that he's so, like, courageous. He has so much bravado that he thinks he can make every single play and that Thought process leads to a lot of turnovers, you know, three turnovers against Miami, even in victory. Uh, I think you can look at that sometimes with a lot of those type of quarterbacks that can make the highlight real play, but it also gets them in trouble sometimes. Stroud kind of has the capability of being able to produce a highlight real play. Like if you go back and, you know, you watch the Colts game, he had that, you know, it looked like he was spinning around and falling off his back foot. It looked like he was throwing it away. And all of a sudden, here comes Nico Collins for a diving catch and a critical first down. But he doesn't put the ball at risk. So he's capable of doing all that crazy stuff. But at the same time, he's not doing the crazy stuff and then careless and reckless with the football, more like a Josh Allen is. So he's wise beyond his years. He's very mature. He knows the value of keeping the football. I think he knows the, valuable, the value of kicking on fourth down. So really heads-up player, high IQ guy, can make all the throws, to make all the highlight reels. But like you said, he's careful with the ball, which I appreciate.
0: Jeremy Branham, ESPN Houston, joining us here at 92.3 The Fan on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Jeremy, let me ask you this. Everyone always talks about C.J. Stroud. That's going to be the big thing. Any any interview you do uh, all throughout this week or what you've done in the previous couple months, I imagine, they all just want to focus on C.J. Stroud. What is a part of this Texans team that you feel like doesn't get enough conversation nationally or on any of these hits that you feel like really is part of the reason why the Texans are a 10-win team?
1: Probably the pass rush as of late. It hasn't been there the whole year. And D'Amico Ryan isn't somebody who blitzes a lot. You know, he likes to create well, – he will. But he likes to create pressure with four. That way he can keep his seven other guys usually in his own coverage. So the pass rush has been good. The problem with it is they've been hurt. Uh, John Gernard, who's their, their leading sack guy with twelve and a half and and a contract year-go figure – he's missed the last couple of games and his availability for the Cleveland game is questionable. Will Anderson, who's been sensational as a rookie and has racked up a bunch of sacks. He's also been hurt. You know, he's played in the last two games, but he's been limited in week 17 against the Titans. He played just 12 plays. Now he had two sacks in those 12 plays and somehow created six pressures, which is pretty amazing. Uh, And then in this last game against the Colts, he played less than half, uh, half the snaps. So, they got to get healthy, but the, the pass rush has been good. That wasn't very good against Cleveland the first time. Uh, and then Nico Collins would probably be the other one. Now, I, I think he kind of put himself on the map with the game he had Saturday, in a standalone game, but he's quietly been really good uh, and kind of out of nowhere. Like, he's been a talented guy. Uh, they, they drafted him in the third round, traded up to draft him in some injuries, lack of good quarterback play with him, Davis Mills. Uh, he hadn't really done much in his first two years as a pro, and then all of a sudden in his third year with a real quarterback, he's gone nuts.
0: Joe Flacco threw for 368 against his Texans defense. It's not the same Texans defense that obviously we saw when the Browns took him on. I'm just i I'm getting a lot of calls, and a lot of people are uh, trying to like size up the quarterback matchup. I know what you think about C.J. Stroud, uh, but uh-huh. if it's C.J. Stroud versus Joe Flacco, I, I imagine you're going to say C.J. Stroud is the advantage there, but how, how big of an advantage do you think that is?
1: Between the – I mean, just if you were going head-to-head and me starting a franchise or just having one of those guys for one game, I would say that – I would say it's pretty substantial uh, just because I believe in Shroud. Now, I've been blown away with Flacco. I mean, a guy goes from his couch to being a 300-yard passer, it seems like, every week. I I think you bring up a good good point about the secondary and coverage and stuff, though, because it's really not that different of the secondary that you had in that first Cleveland game. Uh, Steven Nelson went out for that game for a few series, but he came back. Derek Stingley, who's the Texans' best corner, played in that game. Jalen Petrie was so bad he got benched in that game and is one of their safeties. And then DeAndre Houston-Carson um, has been one of their most played safeties. I can't remember. I think Jimmy Ward was hurt in that game and then got benched. But that's the same secondary that Flacco torched. Uh, to me, the big question that D'Amico is going to have to answer from from a coverage standpoint is if he wants to shadow Derek Stingley with Amari Cooper. And that's been something that he has been reluctant to do. He doesn't like to do it. He was asked after that game, actually, if that's something he liked, if he, if he thought about He's like, that's not who we are. Uh, he did it for one series in that game when Steven Nelson was out, but he's been very reluctant to do it. He almost never does it. I would actually be stunned if he does do it. I would recommend that he does, though.
0: Are are Texans fans, are they feeling like they're playing with house money in this game, or is this one of those that they they have to win?
1: No, it's more more house money than have to win. I I think that they even went to the Week 18 game thinking house money, because you're the first, it's the first head coach, quarterback, first year duo thing, or if you've had a first year head coach, rookie quarterback, first time that they've won a division in NFL history, And and the... you know, the, the upside of this organization to the future. You have a rookie quarterback. You have tons of cap space this offseason. So it's about, you know, adding talent with CJ Stroud. Uh, your most dynamic receiver, if it's not Nico Collins, is Tank Dell. He's out for the year with a broken fibula because he was blocking in the box. Don't get me started on that. Uh, <laughs> so you still, you still have a lot of money to spend. You have, like the, the future is where it's at. That said, you are hosting a playoff game. You're hosting a playoff game against Joe Flacco, who you feel like you should beat, uh, other than you know, the fact that Cleveland's defense is very good. It's definitely more houses money. Like If the Texans got beat by 20 uh, on Saturday, the, the fans would certainly be upset in, in the moment. But it's okay. You know, it's, it's our offseason. It's time to regroup and spend a bunch of money and draft wisely. So it's more houses money than the latter. Um, but I do get a sense that, that the Texans fans expect to win. Do
0: you have a getaway time yet or
1: no? Oh, I don't – yeah, I think my flight leaves at 10.45 now. So Oh, no. It was supposed to leave at uh, 8 Central, and now it got bumped back to 10.45 Central. So I'm going to find a place to post up and watch the championship game.
0: All right. we'll enjoy it. I appreciate you giving us a few minutes. It's always that's the worst time in between is when you got that. It's like two and a half hour delay, so you can't really go home and then like have <laughs> dinner or something and see the kid and the wife. But you also really uh it's just it's that it's that rough spot in between. Jeremy, appreciate you. <laughs>
1: I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was debating, should I go home for a little bit? I was like, ah, if I do, I have 20 minutes and I have to come yeah. back up here. So, you, yeah. you read my mind. <laughs> I feel
0: like they should give you more, uh, like, uh, like, you know, some of those vouchers or something like that. It's not when, you're, yeah. it's not when your plane gets delayed, like, 24 hours and you got to come back. It's more like when you get this, like, three and a half hour, two and a half hour, right in between. At least some vouchers for some beer at the bar or something to hang out. That, that's what they should be doing.
1: If they bought me supper, I'd be really happy about that.
0: You know, just throw a little, like, $12 <laughs> goes a long way for people. It's not much. Just just give some people some beer and have a good time. All right, thank you, Jeremy. Enjoy the game, and I appreciate you, man, and we'll catch up later.
1: All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me on.